go again once more onto the breach from the Grey Gums Hotel in Penrith. Barney and Dag here with you for our top four review. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. What's happening? Yeah. Very little, mate. <laughs> Same as all the other days. They meld together pretty well these days, they especially do. with no footy. Yeah. How are you feeling your time? Gaming, I hear. A bit of gaming, yes. A bit of PlayStation. Um, I watched a pretty poor excuse for some batting last night from the Australians. <laughs> did How did anyone not see that coming? Yeah. I said before the game how Australia hit 200 here and they didn't. Missed a few straight ones. Missed a few that turned. <laughs> hit a couple straight off in the air. About standard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, how, yeah, it's been about it. Got through school holidays. We've got to uh, yes. review from some footy. There's um, not a great deal of news to talk about, because, uh, especially because I haven't made any notes or looked into any news <laughs> this week. But I'm just going to refresh and see if there's anything obvious. Search and they shall find. No, not really. No. Uh, no the only real talk around the footy nah. was obviously the fights the other night, which I didn't really yes. get to see much of, except apart from a few highlights. Well, everyone would have seen Nelson's knockout. And yeah. <coughs> When yeah. uh, ball are looking uh, impressive, and that's about all I saw. I wasn't well, so. going to go pay fifty dollars for a footy card, so yeah, I was a little shocked. Um, it wasn't just on Fox, but mm. you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, what RCG looked like a fighter from back in the twenties, <laughs> the way he was holding his hands, the the old school <laughs> fisty cuffs, but. Um, yeah, the, um, poor Jared. I dare, dare say Jared Wallace is missing a couple of teeth by the looks of things. <laughs> that seems to be the impression. Uh, and anyway, I assume his boxing career is now, uh, I'm sure he's had enough. Hopefully he got a decent payday out of it. And we'll see what the future holds for a lot of them. Uh, and, yeah, oh, the thing. Kiwis name their side. That looks like a very strong outfit. Um, I into... saw that DWZ declared for Tonga. Mm, oh, really? Okay. Is my understanding. I'm just going to try and find the... New Zealand, here it is, New Zealand outfit. Uh, Nelson, aforementioned Nelson, Asafa Solomala, Dylan Brown, uh, Feimanu Brown, James Fisher-Harris, Kieran Foran, Wirimu Greg, Hughes, Izako, Keeney, Leota, Levi, Manu, Mulatalo, Neem, Chans, uh, Nikora, Papi, Tapane, Leo Thompson, uh, Timoko, and Neafahu White is the... Kiwi team and Fiji, Waka Blank, Jareen Buller, uh, Kurt Donahue, Katoni Kayatoga, uh, Kamakamika is a captain, Lovakuro, Tane Mion, Nailago, Livia, Navale, Kwai Kwari, Ravalawa, Ravonu, Sakuru, uh, Makasivo, Penny Tagituimia, uh, Sunny Taruva, King Vuinikiea, Brandon Wakeham, uh, Watsioni Wakania Siravi and Gordon Whippy. Glad, I'm right sure there. you've glad <laughs> glad you went through that. I list. really uh, <laughs> got it over my head there. But anyway, uh, the only thing I will say, and I said this after the World Cup last year, where everyone was raving, is that international rugby for the my for nine games out of ten is a drop in grade from national rugby league. Yeah, and the proofs in the pudding. I think the West Tigers have eight internationals. Like, let's wake up here. Um, so people that rave about this and that and the other and the importance of performing in World Cups, so it is what it is. It's you know I don't begrudge it. It's something to watch in the next few weeks, but it's a dropping grade. Like, what's it all going to mean? The top couple of teams are going to have some crackers, but the rest are all yeah, mid, uh, mid range footy running around. Yeah, yeah. 
Get some exposure for a few good, uh, young fellas that we haven't seen before, but um, yeah, international rugby league is yeah, it's, it's definitely it's never really been top echelon footy unless you're putting together the top two or three teams that are running around. So, no, exactly, uh, not a great deal else going on. A few clubs have released uh, you know their four and five blokes from the bottom of their top thirty, but mm-hmm. no one really worth mentioning. Uh, Komatulangi officially signed with the Eels. Yes. As announced by a photo of Halomi Olukawatu. <laughs> um, so kudos to well their there, social the media manager. Yeah, well and um, Paul Morowski is officially off to Leeds. So. Yeah, right. Okay. There we go. Probably a good signing for him. Yeah, he'd be fine or whatever. He's got plenty of stories to tell. He's won five or six comps or something. Yeah. So kudos to him. Uh, but let's kick off with, our, let's get through this review of the top four of this year's National Rugby League. And we kick off with the New Zealand Warriors, uh, the surprise packet of the NRL from where we started. In fact, uh, halfway through watching back our bold prediction show and a plug for it, we'll be recording it this weekend. Uh, so we want your bold predictions in the YouTube and Facebook comments below. Uh, send us in your most out there predictions for next year. The winners get some Rugby League uh, footy and frothies merch courtesy of Rugby League merch. And we all were pretty close to tipping the Warriors, close to the spoon, but yes. here they are in fourth spot, uh, and rightfully so, on the back of arguably, if not the best forward back in the comp barn, but I assume you've got some stats when you get off your chest. <laughs> 24 games played, obviously 16 wins and eight losses for the, the Warriors, which um, we expected probably to be close to the other way around, <laughs> realistically, mm-hmm. at the start of the season. But um, yeah, the, some of their signings are very astute for this for this club this year. 124 points uh, in the positive in their for and against. Average of oh, 630 points scored, 532, which it worked out as an average of 23.3, which was eighth in the competition for and 19 against, which was, um, yeah, that's a massive swing in their defensive efforts from previous seasons. 78% completion, which was sixth in the competition. Um, handling average... They're actually fifth in total, but if, as I said, I'd prefer to go off the averages, which had them down in thirteenth. So that's pretty, you know, pretty yeah. good for them, yeah. considering uh, some of their uh, their years recently. Um, seventh in penalties conceded. They've, a lot of their stuff was mid range um, or, or a little bit better for for a majority of their stats. But some of their big ones were um, line break assists. They they were fourth in the competition. Um, Kick return meters sixth, so Chance had a pretty good say in from the back there, I think. Um, Chance had, um, and I'll step in now because we'll try to yeah, recognize no, this a little bit. But Chance, when you look at Chance's stats as a whole, they're elite level stats. Yeah. Uh, I think he was second here in the line break assists, uh, or line breaks actually. Mm-hmm. Let me pull this up properly. As we wait for the Grey Gums Wi Fi, there we go. So he, basically, <laughs> um, no, he's ninth. What, tack- what oh, tackle busts, I, I tell a lie. He led the tackle busts for the whole team, which in a team that includes. What Dalen did in some of their backline, um, and Fenua Blake, and Fenua Blake and that's forwards, a, yeah. a mighty effort. Um, and he had a he was instrumental in the resurgence of this team, and probably should rightfully be the Kiwi fullback. I don't think I assume they'll probably stick with Manu, but mm. you can make a case to have him there oh, and absolutely. then play Manu in the centre. Strengthens your centres up, mm. yeah, 100%. Um, third in total for post contact metres, which was led by Fenua Blake, who was first in the competition for post contact metres. Um, 
tries. They were third in the comp, which is, you know, round about where they finished. Uh, you know, they, were, they were a very good attacking team when they had their, their shit together. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's probably just leaked a few few tries that lost cost them a couple of games out, out wide in their defensive areas out there. Uh, just some individuals. Dallin was uh, seventh for line breaks. You mentioned Chance was their top tackle buster, and, but he was 18th overall. Try assist, Sean Johnson was number one in the competition by the time it finished. Um, kick meters, again, Sean Johnson on average was first. He ended up taking over. Wow. Okay. Take, taking over with the kick meters. Um, wow. Helps that you get a couple extra games. But um, Yeah, but on average, you just said on average. Yeah. Yeah, by the time it was finished. And total end average, actually, uh, by the time the comp was finished. Tohu Harris got through a mountain of work with 910 tackles as their Probably top tackle. Probably Mitch Moses um, missed a chunk at the end of the year as well. Yeah. Um, there was there was a big one here for some... Run meters for Noah Blake was third in the competition overall with run meters as well as number one in post-contact meters. That was about it for any sort of massive standout performances. Um Jackson Ford gave away the six most penalties in the comps. So. We'll get to but. number one later because I went and had a look at that. But um, the story is still this: they, them, and the Knights are the two, I guess, stories of the year. Uh, taking at that team away from Penrith, three Pete. I know it was very nice. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. But uh, Andrew Webster came to this team, and I believe, if I'm correct, didn't sign a player after he signed. So the, the signings are made actually beforehand. So yes, correct. Kudos to some whoever was doing that then, and then turn this into a team that we all thought were going to be spooners, uh, into a, a a powerhouse for the comp. How did he? But how did he achieve that? I would put a lot more defensive resolve in the middle of the field. Uh, generally, when you saw them get broken open in, in during the year, it was generally out wide, where they've had issues before, but. Um, the, the Warriors were well known for pretty much the last 15 minutes of both halves of just their middle just completely falling apart. Yeah. Whereas um, the the rotation that they had with the likes of um, Nia Kore, Barnett, Torhu Harris, um, Tom Arley started the year pretty well, um, did a few nice things and maybe something, someone to look at again next year. Um, and for Noah Blake, they just kept that middle so so much more rock solid than what they have for years. Like It was a completely different side. But it, Pretty much every game in recent years, they looked tired by the by the end of both halves, and that's true. They didn't. Yeah. They did not look like that no. very often at all this year. And we saw Sean Johnson uh, carried a lot of injuries last year. Yes, as did Toy. He was died family like... this year. His <laughs> his year was <laughs> tremendous. I, I still think he should have got um, Dally M. Well, he if probably should have, yeah, but, but he did win the players players. We said, and if you're going to put value on that, put value on that. Absolutely. Uh, where did, in terms of their attacking structure, though, uh, Johnson, t- the the Ford Pack's ability to lay the platform and then allow Johnson to either choose to, where Johnson started the season so well is that his running game was so important. It's very he had great support. Mm. And by the end of the year, he wasn't, almost wasn't running at all. Mm-hmm. But he, we remember we went through that phase of two months where he just loved, like he was hanging for defenders to come up and in on him. He was hanging there. He loved when players rushed him on the last because then he could open up a gap and he had people in the right spot he trusted and yep. the likes of Ford, late in the season, Barnett, uh, Nicora. Blake, uh, uh, and Nicora, uh, Nicora 
uh, could all just hit those holes. That if they get half a hole, they'd explode through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just rechanged. Because if you go back 12 months, what would you say their attack was? It was Reese Walsh on a sweep. Yeah, it was side and, to side. Very, very. Uh, and hoping he pulled something out of. That they just couldn't score points at all. They were hoping to hit their wingers to get them to crash over yeah. in the corners, basically, most so, of the time. Or a power forward off a short ball yeah. from the dummy half. So that just changed the whole dynamic. Uh, you've had the option of. Uh, and Tamari Martin started the season well. They had Lockie Miller for a Did bit through the middle, but they were sort of bit part players. Um, been to see which way they go next Lockie year. Miller, no, no not Lockie Miller. The else. other one, um, the other, the other big, one that came from the uh, Sharks, the other guy we said will be a star, and I've just forgotten his name. I'd look at <laughs> Metcalf. Metcalf, I apologise, Luke. Yes. Um, but it, it was a lot of combination play as well. Uh, you saw when Johnson. Johnson generally started most games searching in the li- in and around the line and um, bringing players like the, the likes of the back rowers and the forwards running short balls off, uh, you know, short passes off both shoulders. And then once he started to sort of back away and start to go across the field, the likes of Dylan Walker would come off the bench and he would start mm-hmm. playing that role where he's a direct runner and trying to play with the short balls on the inside. Or Torhoe Harris would do would take over some of that role. Going into the line and playing Tohu's short passes. Ball, and I went, okay, Tohu's ball work um, is in the court. Uh, and we rave about Yo and Carrigan. Yeah. yeah. He isn't far off. It was brilliant. Yeah. A lot it of times this year, he was doing a lot of that heavy work through the middle, playing short balls to Bundy Afoas and Tom Arles of the like, of getting them to crash over next to the post. Um, yeah, it's fantastic the way that they combined. Um, and then, yeah, you just had your really hard, flat runners. In uh, the likes of the back rowers, Fanua Blake, Barnett, on um, on the shoulders of the of the playmakers, which just opens up, you know, compresses the defence and opens up so much space out wide. So and then you got some finishers in the likes of Montoya and Dallin who had some. Fan- well, Dallin <laughs> some had the season input. of his life, and it's been. A, we've said it enough. I've said it enough anyway. Um, a year for wingers, but Dallin was absolutely incredible what he produced this year. Brilliant. Um, yeah. And you got he's got twenty. Five, I think it was Five 26. Tries. Yeah. Uh, uh, 24 tries. Uh, he had to do a lot of work in 15 or 16 of them. Easily. Um, yeah. He created uh, in a couple of those hat tricks, and he got a forfeit, didn't he, along the way? Yeah, he did. Um, where that was all off his own bat. He was getting the ball 20 and 30 out on a on the back of a not much happening play. And, the, the and even just some of the one on one stuff with the way that he would contort himself to get in, get the ball into the corner. There was um, there's probably not a great deal of wingers that'd be able to. Uh, get into the similar oh. positions to finish off what he did a few times. Well, well, him, and, him and Dom Young would have produced what, the finishes of the year, I'd suggest. Yeah, you'd probably throw Ronaldo in there for a couple. He had a couple of nice finishes mm-hmm. as well. But, yeah, the, they were definitely the two standouts in Young and um, Dallin. Absolutely. Um, we mentioned Charns quickly. You went out on him? Yeah, well, he just um, offered all that support play back through the middle of the field. Generally, whenever you saw an offload off one of the um, the forwards, plays a very similar role to Dylan Edwards. I think uh, that's the best very comparison safe at, I can get. Very with. safe at the back. Uh, it does have a, a step and a fend that can beat a defender one-on-one. Uh, enough pace if he gets through the line to cause a problem. And a bigger body than, I guess, <laughs> he came across. Guy. But yeah. it, it, sometimes at Canberra, he didn't feel big, mm. uh, whereas he comes across as... He's never that had group. an issue charging into the line, though. No, no and that's not, <laughs> at, that was not a knock on him. It just, yeah. yeah. So at times he probably felt did like a seem to fill out a little bit more this year. Yeah, yeah. put a bit of um, put a bit of size on. I, I want to mention and he's one for next year as well because we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Wade Egan, fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, he gets crawled by his head knocks. Yeah, 
uh, sticking his head in the wrong places a lot. But honestly, if he stays fit all year and gets through a really strong first 12 weeks of next year, um, I can see him surpassing Reese Robson or in that yeah. sort of yeah. second and see where Cook is at, where Souths are at in general. But he'd be a worthy – he feels like an origin hooker. Mm. Feels like someone to be a worthy origin hooker. I know Appy – we've raved about Appy enough. Missed the last one with injury and everything else. Defence is strong enough. But he's – He's as good as anyone with that flat flat pass on the line, putting yeah. putting forwards over to score tries. So yeah. Some of the some of the um, short and even long passes, like cutout passes on the line across the face of defenders, and just to put a bloke through a hole, we basically went through untouched or getting a slap on the back as he dives over to score. There was yeah. um yeah, so, so many times you saw that happen this year. And he's as good as anyone as that dive the, the Burrow we play yeah, as well. He doesn't Burrow, he yeah. doesn't overplay his hand uh, and but. Seems to go with tries a lot more than, um, a lot more than other hookers. Which uh, I've, now I've said that. Uh, what did you get this year? <laughs> Six. Okay, I'm going to go have a look at how it stacks up. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to mention about the current team? Interesting that both their centres were the only two that played the whole game. And we well, mentioned most yeah. of the standouts: um, Dylan Charns, Sean Johnson, Fanua Blake, and. Tor Harris deserves as many raps as anyone wants to give him. Um, he was busted for big parts of this year. You saw him carrying injuries into however many games and still pull off 40-odd 40, 40 tackles and 20 hit-ups and, and come off close, as close to man of the match as anyone else on the field. Um, there's some positives in Dylan Walker. I really like what he did and the way he injected himself well, into the attack. One of my attack. bold predictions was um, for me to rave about Tor Harris on at least 20 occasions <laughs> next year uh, this year, and uh, it was... I think I got one. I'll, yeah, I'll get a you would. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a ding this year. In terms of hooker tries, just quickly, Harry Grant, nine. He did have a couple extra. Mm. Uh, no, he didn't. Uh, he played more games away, but only played uh, 22 games compared to Harry Grant. Ben Hunt, eight, but obviously didn't play hooker. Um, a lot is obviously defaulted from the Fox, courtesy of the Fox Sports Lab. Crossland, Croker, Egan, Coruscant, Walters all got six. So yeah, Okay. Right up there. Yeah, if we sort that on. Yeah. Um, Yes, the positives in and around Barnett and Nia really added a whole heap of different, uh, added a whole different dimension to the forward pack for the Warriors this year. Um, Montoya is a positive going forward. He's someone who's definitely big enough and um, he seems to have taken a few errors out of his game this year, which was a a positive for them. Um, You throw in Ford and um, Young Tua Peaky. I think he could be someone that may end up finding his way into this side somewhere, whether it's he comes in on the wing and they push somebody else into the centres, uh, maybe the likes of Montoya or Dallin, to fill one of the spots. Because uh, the, the question marks for mine are around the two centres that they had there. Um, well, this is where I'm going next. In that, what let, Let's go to next. what does next year hold. Uh, in that the RTS coming back, I assume, is a natural centre yep. in this team. Would assume so. It's straight in the centre. Apparently, yeah. the first thing the coach did was go to Charns and say, don't worry, he's not coming for your spot. Yeah. He's coming yeah. back to play centre. So. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that, that that solves a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chanel to Harris, Tavita is the only ever return. Not really big enough to be a centre. You could almost play him as a creative centre, but I don't you think You would imagine a, he would be in a, be a more tussle a for a six. Unless you, t- unless you look at a, maybe Dylan Walker for a centre. Mm-hmm. Who's been there, done that? I think they love him in that fourteen role. I think he yeah. added so much it's a this tricky year. Thing for him, I think it'd be, I think it'd be detrimental for him to take him out of that fourteen role. To be honest, 
Well, this is, yeah. What does Chanel bring back here? Um, fast, creative, running half, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's only young. He's got some good ball skills. And, and, and obviously, the they're, they're, obviously they're probably... looking for down the road where Sean Johnson got a year or two left anyway. But mm. maybe he's probably I think in a bit of recency with, bias. Um, he, could, so, he was really good before he left. Mm. I think. But I mean, like, you know, it, it's not a lay down as there. He doesn't start at six. I would imagine that he Tamari, does. Tamari and uh, Metcalf have to yeah. prove otherwise. I would imagine so. Um, he's got. As much skill as both of those guys, I would imagine. Uh, probably a better kicking game than both of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so it really depends on what way they want to structure, uh, who he's linking with more than more than anything, I would imagine. And it'll come down to the preseason. Who you know, I dare say they'll shuffle between the three of them and see who Sean Johnson feels is a better fit for for him with and the amazing way that they what, play. Um, if and Sean Johnson's still got to do it again, mm -hmm. uh, but if he's in his A grade form. He can make Chanel look even better. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, it'd be amazing what we see from whatever six could be there. And it was disrupted a little bit. Uh, not really a wrong answer yet, but we should see which way they go. That was another question mark, obviously, I had around what they do next year is who plays six. Uh, it'd be one of those three, obviously. Um, Metcalf would probably feel pretty unlucky considering how well he was going before he was injured. Yeah. But then... So would um, Martin, considering what he put out when he did come back at the yeah. back end of the year. So it's, um, it's probably a good headache to have, but they're going to have to find um, a definite solution a couple of months out before and really train you know, for that last six or eight weeks coming into the season. We also so. know that, uh, and we'll see it again with Adam Reynolds next year, I'm sure that once you start getting this age, uh, I know Sean Johnson was fairly injury-free this year, but there's a stage you might have nursed him to get to sort of 18 games over the course of a season rather than 26. Yep. Uh, we saw it for Reynolds and we saw Jock Madden do a decent enough job. And they can do the same here, have Tamari or... Mm. And I'm sure that's part of their plan. That, and that, uh, uh, you know that a NRL coach is set up to nurse everyone through, you know, eight months of the year, not just yep. win every game. So Well, Volkman probably stays there, but he's a big question mark as well. Obviously, he's only going to be playing second fiddle to Sean Johnson, filling in if he's injured or away for rep duty or something that might happen during the year. But um, I don't know how long they can keep him, whether they're going to, whether he'll be first pick when Johnson does retire. And uh, the bench rotation, there's a couple of guys on that fringes like Tom Arley, as I said, started the season very well, but sort of wasn't as good at the back end of the year. So whether they um, whether they go chips in and keep him there, uh, Bailey Sirenen. Oh, he's already gone. Yep. And um, Curran, for mine, was a funny one. He had Finished some very really good well. games, uh, but seemed on the outer with, uh, I don't know whether it was a squad thing or a coach thing or... Whether it was just the fact that he was carrying a lot of niggles and injuries, mm. but he seemed out of the team a bit more often than you would yeah. probably expect from what he's put out for him the but last couple uh, of years. I think they found decent balance because they finished the finals with, uh, and and I absolutely believe that uh, bench rotation it was a difference between some of those top eight teams and the top two but, teams, maybe, a bit. And maybe even top one and two teams really. Mm. And when they finished, and Jazz Tavanga coming back at the end added yes. the physicality. Uh, um, bring it come to come back in. I they thought him, 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 Curran, yeah. uh, him, Curran. Potentially, they either play that second hooker or they play Chanel on the bench or and Dylan Walker. Uh, and you can probably trust. You can, you, the good thing about Dylan Walker is you, if you paid him as a rotating 13, 12, 
12. You yeah. get away with that yeah, yeah, for 100%. 20 minutes because uh, he's so physical get now. Get half an hour, 40 minutes, um, yeah. And have Chanel as the 14. Mm-hmm. Or you go the other way and double down with one of them and, and bring that big body in. Uh, so interesting. And I think that's – but there's still enough depth there. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. you got the blokes like Bunty Fowler and um, Tom Arley who would probably be on the bench for majority of the, the rest of the clubs that were yeah. sort of in and out of um, – in and out of the 17. So. Well, someone like Melbourne would love a, to- a Bunty Afal or a mm. Tom Arley. Mm-hmm. Just someone with some size. Yeah, Sharks. You've seen how they can... But you see what Bellamy gets to those sort of players as well. We saw with Cassiano yep. back in the day and those sort of blokes that they could, they would just love. Yeah, Sharks are screaming out. for size. Dragons are screaming yeah. for a bit of size. So, um, is this a flash in the pan? We, you know, we, we saw the Cowboys come and go. We, Honestly, don't think so, no. And how much of that's on the coach of the, the official Dally M coach of the year? Yeah. Um, a hell of a lot. He completely changed their defensive structure. Um, he let let them play the way that they wanted to attack, which was very beneficial for what they did, um, obviously. You've had probably two or three blokes have career best seasons, but as a, as a whole, the whole squad lifted. Like, yeah. just about everybody improved from what they put out last year, apart from maybe two or three players in the squad of, what, 20-odd. Yeah. So yep. to get that kind of improvement out of a massive, you know, 18 to 20 players is something's pretty special. I guess my two biggest concerns are, and when we get to Brisbane, we'll, I guess this will come up as well, but um, Johnson's a year older, yeah, yeah. Tohu's a year older. Sure. And they're your two key players. Two of your bigger. And yeah. RTS is, what, 30? Yeah, and an unknown how he's and going back to return. Yeah. You know, I've got full faith that he's a right now. I'm treating him as a superstar level signing. Yeah, but he's um he's had very little football in the last couple exactly. of years, to be honest. So, so there's three that there's a lot a of bit. stock in. I think a lot of pundits put a lot of stock in. Yep. Um, that we know the difference between, and and I'll go as far to say Brisbane losing Carrigan last year cost them. They went from top of the comp to missing the eight. I'm not sure they get back into thir- uh, the top four, but I'd be very surprised if they slide out of the eight. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you want to finish with this? Like, it, it, uh, amazing scenes to see how New Zealand <laughs> got around him. And oh, the, absolutely. Uh, the death of rugby, from all reports, is, <laughs> or the impending death of rugby is part of that. Uh, and I think everyone jumped on the bandwagon and were quite keen to just be involved with, some, with something new and fresh and different because they the scenes there at um, Go Media Stadium when it was rocking and rolling was incredible. Oh, they weren't home for three years. They, um, you know, the last time they were at home, they were pretty average football side. Yeah. And then you come back and bring this shiny new football side that's, you know, getting rid of some pretty good teams yeah. and consistently putting in just effort. Like every game, I don't think there was a game that, where they got blown away, was there? No. And if there was, oh, they, was uh, they still would have been cracking on and having a game. Anyone really yeah. was Dolphins in the last round where they rested everyone in it. But, yeah. The effort was always there. They were playing attractive uh, attacking Someone footy and score some action, of their defence was um, extremely good. So And physical. And, yeah. you know, best forward, best forward, I'll go as far as I say, best forward back in the comp when they're all firing. As um, a whole, yeah. And, yeah, a star, a star halfback that's had a resurgent year. Uh, amazing what it's—it's it's like we talk about Newcastle. Amazing what confidence does, and what um, 
Yeah, stick with that. I think it's just the level does. of fitness as well. Like, their fitness well, and, levels and was, were completely different. Absolutely. And you, you're actually right what we said about last year in that Warriors would be in games, be in games, be boring games, and then they'll just concede 20 points just because they were unfit. The middle would fall apart. Yeah. Or, a lot of the time it was just yeah. other teams just waltzing through the middle of their defence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will move on. I've shown you yeah. much else to, to add to this conversation. Exciting times for Warriors fans, I would imagine, the next couple well, of years. Well, it's easier. We can talk about them being fit. It's much easier for them to get back to pre-season in January and have those images in their mind of that full house at Go Media Stadium and work your ass out and get back to that. And same as, same as no one at Penrith ever whinges about being worked hard because yeah. they know what the rewards are. they probably are get like. round one at the home The teams that well. ever whinge about getting worked too hard are the, the ones coming you know, <laughs> bottom four. And it's a fact. Yeah. Or you know, how many Bulldogs players wanted to leave? How many Tigers players whinge about a match? Um, you can add, keep going to the list. Yeah. No one's whinging about O'Brien anymore. No. But, you know, a year yeah. ago he was a hard taskmaster and now... Old mate at the Dragons got sacked. And yeah. yeah. But guess what? The, the teams that get there and actually win comms go, oh, fuck, this is all right. And then they want to do better yeah. and be fitter and be stronger. Anyway, speaking of uh, hard taskmasters, Melbourne Storm... Uh, I think like, you've got to say they finished third here and you've got to say that they overperformed this year, in my so. humble opinion. But yeah. tell us what stats said, and I, from the glance I had, and I'm sure you're going to tell me, that they were middle of the road for a lot of it. Yeah, one sixteen, lost eight, exactly the same as the Warriors. For and against was a little bit better with 168 in the positive. They averaged 24 points a game, which was 649 in total, which was sixth in the competition. And average 19 points against uh, with 536 points conceded. Fourth with uh, their completion rate of 79%. Um, handling errors, middle of the road. Penalties conceded were second in the competition, giving away six and a half penalties a game, which would be something that their hooker liked Bellamy wouldn't be real happy about, I would imagine. Um, errors... They were actually pretty good with the errors in 13th, so they're, you know, there's only four or five teams better than them in, with, with errors made. Uh, kick meters for mine was one that they probably struggled with a bit this year, 10th in kick meters, so they, they probably need to find another option with their kicking or improve it somehow. Well, they're just, not, they just aren't two noted kick meters, and they're a team that's been built off the strength of their forward pack for so long. And they're pretty the happy to have a the, crack out of their own end rather than kick it as yeah, well. Yeah, but so. also, just, you know, when you have years of the toughness of, your, of the Bromwiches and uh, Kafusi and these sort of blokes to then come out and, uh, yes, Munster, they, they, both Munster and Hughes are capable of 40-20s and the like, but they're not noted. I can't no, think of them having true. very special yeah. boots. Um, fourth in missed tackles, so another... another um, Consistency error that w- area that Bellamy would probably be fuming at, I would imagine, because they're not they're definitely not known for that kind of thing. Um, line break assists thirteenth, mm. uh, which is bottom fourth territory for line break assists, which is not something another one that you don't um, you do not expect to come out of the Melbourne Storm. But try assists they were eighth, so middle of the road for tries, middle of the road for pretty much a lot of other things apart from dummy half runs, which was. Obviously, Harry Grant loves a scoot from dummy half. He was second with dummy half runs. Um, first with decoys. <laughs> 53 decoys. How, one do you, that how do we just measure that? Came out from somewhere. But um, obviously, blokes running through the line on the, on the outside and not getting the ball, I would imagine. Yeah. But that's, um, yeah. It was an interesting one. 
Meany uh, was second in points scored, 222. So obviously a lot of that comes from goals, but yeah. had a pretty good pretty good year as well. Um, Warbrick, by the end of the year, ended up 14th for tries scored, scored 17 tries, which is obviously not a bad effort considering he couldn't score a try for a while. It took about eight or ten weeks. Yeah, I don't think it took a long time to because we all had him in our super coach and we all flicked him. Mm. Um, again, he led their line break. Their line breaks. Um, there's was, there was so much stuff here that was middle of the road. Um, Nelson and Sofa Solomona were second in tackle busts, which is pretty expected from that guy because he normally, normally leaves someone behind him every time yeah. he touches the ball. <laughs> um, Jerome Hughes' try assist was seventh with 21, and he was I thought he was by far their best player. I know Harry Grant was up there on Daly M's, but for mine, I think um, Jerome Hughes was more instrumental to this team than anybody else. Um, Grant was first with tackles, uh, made 1,065 tackles, fourth on average, which is, you know, you expect it out of him, but there wasn't a great deal else that came out of um, these guys. Penalties conceded, Munster was third on the list, so good at giving away a penalty. He had a... Um, well, he was equal with Harry Grant. Yes, and Harry Grant. Um, he had a pretty ordinary year, I thought, from Munster standards. There was a couple of that. games that he killed, but here's the thing: it will, yeah, no other stats, really. Not particularly. No, there was there wasn't a lot. There was a, pretty much middle of the road for most of everything the Storm did this, this year. Is, I think this year's Storm performance can be contributed to just the quality of their top three players. And I'm going to include Munsters for now because there were there were early on those two or three games he won them by himself. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. he was taking a piss in a couple of them. Um, but they never, ever clicked as one. Um, I can't think of a game. They, oh, there was a game where Hughes and Grant had, uh, where they put on 700 against someone. <laughs> Six or seven tries probably, in the space of half an hour or whatever the Tigers. it was. Who was it? It was someone. Um, anyway, uh, as I bring it up, the but Harry had some phenomenal games. And I would say he had a below par for And we all grade, we grade Munster on a curve and we grade yep. Harry Grant on the curve because they are... The best players. They in the were game. down a level from what um, they produced. They didn't last come year. across at all yeah. as a team like that. And their spine, when they were at full strength, I can't think of a game where it clicked. Mm. I, would, I would say, from a consistency point of view, Nick Meany was the most consistent of their spine because yep. he, um, I would say, he's a level a bit ahead of a good solid tradesman because he adds a lot more. But he was the same player every week. Yes, he knew what he got. Didn't drop. Yep. Ball, doesn't drop balls. Doesn't make mistakes. Uh, interesting comparison with him and his stats against uh, someone like a Charms, actually, you now I think of this. But um, when you compare, when you look at what the rest of the team brings, apart from, I guess, their wingers, uh, Olam played himself out of form and favour. Yep. Uh, it is, you, you can't be lucky enough to finish third, but it, I think it's an outstanding effort from Bellamy to get them into third spot. Oh, the way, yeah, the way that they were able to scrape through a couple of games and just, you know, provide just enough quality to get them home at the back end of um, back end of the games probably does stand out a lot more towards the coaching than anything else. Um, post contact meters was a big one. Thirty seventh was the highest player that they had, so 
That just mm. tells you that their forward pack wasn't really getting them on the front foot. No, it was actually Josh King. Okay. With um, yeah, with nine hundred eighty three, but just tells you that they weren't really bending the line as much as um, no. you know. There was only sort of one or two guys in that forward pack that were really having much of an impact through the middle of the field, and, and, and that's they, where they did struggle a lot. And they got, especially early in the season, they got completely owned. How many games did the start of the year did they win? And this is actually credit back to them. Long, we were like in a few weeks when they see them against so and so. They're in a world of trouble, or yep. so and so in a world of trouble. Then they come out and they do the same thing and scrape <laughs> home. Or Harry would produce a miracle twenty minutes. Yeah, someone or, would blow, they'd yeah. blow someone off the park. It's completely yeah. unexpected. Or Jerome Hughes would, uh, you know, produce something special. But it's a weird one to wrap up. And I think we've—it's a hard one because we haven't really said a lot here. But I don't know what else to say. Uh, any anyone particularly want to touch on outside who we mentioned? And um, Warbrick. Uh, by the end of the year, has he'll, it's his first year mm-hmm. as a rookie. He's a rookie. He was eligible for a rookie this year. Yeah, well, the standouts for mine be, were... Uh, um, will be something special. Alessi Katoa was a standout yeah. for a big part of the year. He had a bit of a flat spot sort of three quarters of the way through the his year. His eye but, got um, popped out or whatever. <laughs> but he was definitely a standout for them. Hughes, Nelson and Meany, were, they were the four guys that really stood out for mine in this Storm team. There's, there's still got some very good positives in the team, though. Obviously, you're throwing Munster be, um, in there. Didn't really touch on Bitch. Nelson enough, but Nelson's had almost his best year in that he had to do this solo this year. Yep. It's easy to be a bully in a great forward pack, but 100%. he came on and changed games mm-hmm. as recently as the final a few weeks ago. Uh, but he'd come on and change games uh, himself just by being on the field uh, even late in this season. And with his size, um, moving on to an edge was... Fantastic for him because he got to bully some uh, smaller people. But uh, you know, given he... We would have liked to have seen a few more minutes out of him, but um, he's not that sort of player, is he? He's more of a, that no. impact type forward. Um, Liero, Trent Liero, I thought had a very good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a positive for this team going forward. War- he will be heaps better next year because I think this was a full... He went from a bench player to a proper player and next yep. year will be... It'll be his, he'll be one of those that have to try to come out of where they come because I don't yep. think of anyone coming next year. Munster needs to jump out of yeah the positive area back into what being a standout. Warbrick and Coates I thought were very good mm-hmm. on both the wingers when they were where they were yep. on the field. Um, and Welch had a pretty decent season. Took him a little while to warm up, but by the back end of the year he was Coming leading that forward pack. Going to be hard to play prop in, in a in a pack like this. And Josh King did plenty of work. Uh, not a huge impact, but he's definitely a positive going forward. Someone that they can uh, get a couple of workers around with him and. Stiffen up that middle of the field for him a little bit. He's a funny one, Josh King, because I was thinking about him today because we were raving about him last year and he produced the great super coach stats and got through the mountain of work. And he sort of did the same this year, but there's actually not many clubs I think that would go and buy him. Do you mean? Probably not. Trying to com- if he was trying to command a not as a starting, not as a starting, not as a starter, block, really, yeah. which is a funny thing. But any that's not again not really knocking him because he's did a great job and he's a workhorse, but. There's a glut of them. There's just a glut of them. Like there seems to be more and more of them <laughs> every year I mean. recently. Like, even even he went through the 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 bottom four, maybe the dragons, mm-hmm. but they've got De Bell in there, or uh, and uh, a couple of those younger blokes. Your Madisons of the world, uh, Bulldogs no, Tigers no, Titans no. Like you mean like he doesn't really fit anywhere else. So, um, and I think he's got a extension anyway. So it's not it's sort of a moot point, but and well deserved. But it's um, it's funny how sometimes these workhorses just exist. 
question marks around Pappenhausen, obviously. How, uh, hope, yeah. Obviously, hopefully he comes back from another injury and comes back back into the form that we know and love because uh, he'll be a massive positive for him if he does. But obviously, there's got to be question marks around there. The whole bench for mine, there was question marks around. Mm. Tarek Sims, uh, Eisenhoof, Wishart, uh, Garrick, like... Uh, Garlic, sorry. Garlic had a couple of very good games and yeah. does look like he could, can be a positive. But well, it's still... hard to be. It's hard, like most games are going to the games with three or four hookers. Like yeah. it's hard for it to be. What are they supposed to do? That's what I mean. Yeah. What do they do with him? It's do they use him as a backup hooker? Are they going to try and make him time bigger year, and so. get him into the back row? Yeah. Use him as a, keep him as that utility. Uh, yeah. Forward depth is something that they need to uh, to fix up going forward. And Kamakamika for mine. Such a funny player. Well, he's he supposed have, to be. He's supposed to be that guy. He can have the best game you've ever yeah. seen and then not appear on the stat sheet for three weeks. Yeah. It's just a weird one. And then he'll come back and trample people. It's just, yeah. His I imagine they're going to raid. I think, like, I think there's some chat that they're going to go and chase, like, someone like a, a, a Moga from St. George okay. or a, someone, some of those sort of ilks that are big bodies. But you, you sort of, and you go, okay, yeah, you can see them picking them up for 200 and Bellamy. And really juicing the, the team, yeah. Really juicing the lemon, but um, and their edge, I think their edges were like a Seve, ton and a pair. Yeah, well, Olam throw Olam, Olam and Seve like, in there is question marks if, if, as well. If they, I think their Christmas wish list, uh, if they were going to write a center, would be to for be at least a strike center. Yep, I think it would be for Brian Pappenhausen to be fit, hundred percent, and would be for a couple of front rowers, a front, a, a Tom Hazelton, or even a, like a Bunty, or a, and they'll you know. They they'll do well enough. They'll find someone. Um, Alex Twal would have been it. Like you know, they could. Yep. I'd love a Alex Twal style. He'd be someone. I'd love to see him go there and have a successful year. But um, the other one to go up the sleeve is uh, Faye Longo. Yes, uh, who is looks like looked incredible prospect. and looks yeah. like could be a superstar. Uh, so where he fits in to it all, you know, all of a sudden do you play? All of a sudden, if you've got that fourteen, are you trying to use him? Are you trying to? Where does Meany go? Does Meany go back to Meany might end up back in the centres, or Meany ends up on a wing? Warwick probably big enough to play centre. Yeah, I'm not center? sure I don't if Meany, if Pappenhausen comes back, I'm not sure if Meany holds his spot. Well, this is the thing. So, where does he go? Faylongo is going to bring more off a bench. I'd probably be looking at pushing him into the wing, and then someone, so end up on a then wing, like so Warwick into the centres, as Warwick. you mentioned. But. Coates doesn't come across as centre. I think with you, if if Warbrick had a pre-season at centre, he looks like a centre. Defence yeah. is a little bit questionable. Well, that's yeah. he's not lateral. He's not he doesn't come as a lateral mover, but he can jump, as can Coates. I think he'll do, he'll do a better job than Coates in the centres. I mean, he plays either side. You know, you got to give Olam benefit of the doubt. He can come good. And yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Faylonga's got to be in there somewhere. But you know, if you're if it's me, I'd be having him at 14 instead of maybe yeah. Washout or well, Wishout or Garlic. Garlic but yep. Yeah. The pace and footwork's fucking electric, wasn't it? <laughs> you and that's what you have two games. To, to and use both a cliche, you, you, can't, you can't coach that. You can't. Yeah. Both times. doesn't matter how much time you spend on something, you can't coach that. Yeah. So. It may have only been, you know, three or four impacts, but they were massive impacts. <laughs> yeah. The way he just left people standing still clutching. Thin air when he ran past them. Harry Grant playing off the bench. Is this a you reckon this is now going to just be his rest of his career, or is he? 
I think, I don't think he can afford change. to. I think, I think he was holding a few niggles during he the had year, to, to be honest. And, and another one that's come off World as I said, how much World Cup. Same with Munster. I think yeah, Munster no, was... Yeah, they're about to go and have another lot of it all, but... Munster's... Um, no, they're not playing the World Cup, are they? No, the Five Nations. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that... I think a lot of players. I think a lot of players won't be playing a lot of huge game yeah. time in those things as well. I think you'll be seeing a bit of a rotation through, yeah. the, the especially the Australian and New Zealand teams where they're just swapping players on and off. But um, yeah, yeah, I think Munster may have been carrying an injury for a big part of the year as well. So just there was a few games where he just didn't look right the way he was running. Yeah, around the field. But um, interesting one. Do they? They have to decline at some point, don't they? <laughs> We've been saying that for ten years, though. <laughs> yeah, we like twenty years. <laughs> if, yeah, well, bold predictions coming, but surely there's a tipping point. They, they are two injuries. If if Harry Grant does, and Touchwood don't wish this anyone, if Grant and Hughes do Achilles next year mm. or ACLs, um, we won't we won't see him in a final. Fall off a cliff. Yeah, we won't see him in the finals. But any else on the storm? No, I think they're probably um yeah as you as you mentioned did overachieve. Just the, the grit and toughness got them through a few games that they probably, well, most of the other teams in the comp did lose, which ended up pushing them outside the eight or down the bottom of the eight. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I really think they need a reshuffle. I think they need to bring probably four or five players into this squad to um, to really and if continue where they are. I think, I think um, well, Eisenhuth's so. gone. I think there's a few others. If they have got rid of today, there's four or five they got rid of today. Yeah, okay. Like the... Bottom end of their top thirty. Yeah. Uh, very interesting silly season come up in about three weeks time. There's going to be some uh, some big changes. Musical chairs. More more on. than people think. Yeah. I think. Like I feel like it's going to be more than we said this last year and didn't really happen. Yeah. I think this will be game on for a few clubs. Well, there's a few teams that went crazy last year, and they'll probably still they're still trying to get, catch up, so they'll probably go pretty hard into the market as well. That's right. And there's a few teams like um, Cronulla and Parramatta who didn't that probably really need to go and do it this year. Mm. So I dare say you will be seeing quite a few blokes swapping clubs give in a three three months time from now. But. Yep, three weeks time from now, which is exciting. Something just means you have to do like a summer show at some point, but whatever. All right, Barney's in charge of the camera today, so it's working for <laughs> once. There's that. Uh, so, uh, so, just some plugs and housekeeping time. RugbyLeagueMerch.com. Check it out and buy some gear, uh, such as these fine-looking hats, uh, such as the shirt Barnes wearing there, and some steins and uh, all sorts of good stuff up there, proceeds of which go to the Men in League Foundation. And uh, we've also got to remind everyone to put send in your bold predictions. Send it uh, into Footy and Frothies on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, and we'll read them out this hopefully Friday night. Uh, we've got the we've got a couple much vaunted. Like we do have a few. Uh, the much vaunted return of Ori the Holocle. Yeah, he's uh, coming back. Vanished. To, he's become a magician and just disappeared. He did, but now he's uh, David Blaine's back to come and. Uh, pinch it again, uh, and hopefully GT will join us as well. So that should be a lot of fun. Any uh, any early bowl predictions? Or are you keeping the powder dry? No, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, I've got a couple in mind, but we'll, we'll keep them for Friday. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's get stuck into the Broncos. We'll run the Quinella now with uh, the last two teams, or the top two teams, uh, who were awesome all year. Power, strength, precision, 
And uh, we'll start with some stats, Speed hey? skills. All the good stuff. 24 games played, 18 wins, six losses for the Broncos. Positive of 214 points for 731 points scored. Second overall on average of 27 points a game, which is not bad when your team scoring 27 each each week. And uh, conceded an average of 17, which was 463 points conceded. Eighth with their completion rate of 76%. Uh, handling errors they won quite convincingly <laughs> due to one Reese Walsh. Who, well, um, had, um, it's actually funny. We had uh, Not funny, but I, I'll just cut off there because... The timing's right. But, uh, T-Mac wrote in and s about our grand final review. Yes. And so the, fa the fascinating thing about this was it ultimately came down to the story of all year and their strengths and habits in that all year Penrith have been the best at completion and errors in doing all that the stuff right. Yep. And Brisbane uh, have averaged 11 errors a game and pulled out 11 errors in the grand final. Probably cost them the game. Did. Uh and the only team that really made him pay was Penrith because by that time, I guess they'd been bashed out of it by everyone. Well, they still didn't the really, um, really make him pay, to be honest. Uh, as we mentioned no, in the review, true. they probably should have put a few tries on in that first half well, where uh, Cobo and, and Walsh from, were and, making And I agree with what he said. Errors. It is fascinating, as he said, that uh, they, ran to, they ran to what you'd expect from him on paper. Yeah, well, we is, both foreshadowed it in, man, the, so in yeah, the previews as well. So, so you are the one to, to say this, but... Uh, I reckon by the time we get into those last 20 minutes, any other team's already blown off the field and Brisbane still put yeah. 30 on. And it was the fitness, uh, as we've said, of Penrith that made that difference there. But um, great observation. Thanks for writing in. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add to said observation in terms of well, that particular lady? Now you've had a week to dwell on that final? Or? Yeah, no. Well, as I said, um, Penrith really should have probably put some points on early in this game. And I think it would have been a bit more of a one-sided affair, to be honest. I'm not sure if... Brisbane find the energy to rally and come back if uh, if Penrith do put the foot down at yeah. the start of the game. But um, it's, it's also kudos to Brisbane absolutely. in that any other team would have conceded defense 20 was, points. The defence in that first 20 minutes was impeccable. Like yeah. uh, Penrith were down there. They had multiple opportunities. Probably weren't throwing the exact shape at uh, the Broncos that they would have liked, but they got turned away time and time again. And um, Brisbane did go out of their way, sort of shoot themselves in the foot in that first 15, 20 minutes. And if they cleaned that up, it could have been a, a completely different game. So, yeah. Because you saw when Brisbane did get on the front foot and get on the roll, they they um, they gave Penrith plenty of problems. So. Exactly. Uh, keep going. 100%. No worries. Um, they're pretty good in uh, the discipline Please. areas in um, <laughs> penalties conceded. Um, obviously not so much with the errors, but, um, yeah, penalties conceded. They were... 13th overall, missed tackles 15th overall, so they're right down the bottom of the list, which is obviously what you want on the defensive side of things. Uh, line break assists, 15, uh, they were 5th overall, try assists 5th overall. Offloads are actually 3rd overall, which it wasn't something that stood out to me for a big part of the season, but um, that came off the back of Payne Haas. Who, um, no, they love that. It's at back end of the game, they love the tag team at the end, the Haas offloading to Carrigan yep. or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I'm pretty sure it was um, it was Haas that led their yes. their offloads uh, for them. But uh, they did everything right in attack. Uh, when when they got it right, they were the leaders in line breaks, um, second in tries. Uh, sorry, first in tries, second in goals, fourth overall in points. So you know, they, when they did get it right, the teams just couldn't hold them out. 
especially off the back of that sweet play with um, Reese Walsh, who had did have a fantastic year, even though he did um, give away a few, um, you know, a lot of handling errors. Cobo was their top try scorer, who was tenth on the list with twenty. Um, a good season again, but a little bit inconsistent. Uh, Reynolds first in goals, uh, kicked. I think he was one of only four players who kicked the two-point field goal. So mm-hmm. these top two teams both kicked one, and I think it won them both a game. To be honest, it did. Yes, off the back of uh, just off the back of my mind. Um, um yeah. Well, well, the Cleary one was the one at Para, mm-hmm. and then yeah, this one. Um, uh, yeah, another game. Yeah, Cobo was up there with line break. So was Walsh. They both had twenty-one, which is pretty impressive when you got two blokes inside the top ten for for um, line breaks. Payne has second with post-contact metres. Uh, some of these guys just had tremendous years with what you see coming off uh, the stat sheet. Tackle bust, Herbie Farnworth was fourth mm-hmm. on the list uh, out of the whole competition with 136. And Reese Walsh was another one that was up there with 127. Try assist, Walsh was third. Um, yeah, Hass was fourth overall and offloads with 50 of them. Walsh led the line break assists. He, he was in everything. When, when the ball was um, getting put over the try lines, it was either himself, Reynolds or um, Cobbo that seemed to be doing big parts of providing points for this Broncos team. So, How do we – where do we even start? These two teams are hard to analyse because where do – you know, I know you like doing like your good to greats and then your standouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where do you start with um, good to greats here? Because actually, where do you start with standouts? Because six of these blokes at least are standouts. How many have I got down here? Seven, I think. Well, there you go. It's close. <laughs> go and start with standouts. Well, Reynolds and Walsh, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Hass and Carrigan, they're the first four that you think of whenever you think of this yeah. team. I threw Flagler in there. I thought he had a mm-hmm. brilliant season. He went from being a good front rower to being one of the better front rowers in the game. Yeah. Um, and Staggs and Farnworth. I thought, especially later on, like probably the first maybe th- four or five games, they weren't at their best. But after that, they were right up there in the, as the best centres in the game. And yes. As a combination for a team, it's exactly what you want out of your centre pairing. So. Herbie needs to be in conversation, and maybe we'll be in a couple of years, but dead set needs to be in conversation for best centre in a game. Uh, if you – I'll go as far to say – Both sides of the football, safest houses. Yeah. yeah and and has, his work ethic, he – 400 runs. Uh, yeah. he, he matched Painhouse in run output. Uh, and beat him in run meters, and I know it's yep. their sort of their job to do that. But he is, is probably an underrated star of this year in that tackle bus led the tackle bus, tackle like, bus offloads. He did thirty plus offloads as well, um, yep. which is high up in the competition. Uh, just a phenomenal breakout year on the back of a good year last year. Yes, he's a loss here, like a big loss. I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, we may as well keep going. The, the guy we just talked about, then Payne Haas. I, for 25 years, let's say for 30 years since I can remember watching football and watching it live, um, I, for years I always said that uh, Shane Webke, Petro, were the, the best props I've seen in the game. Mm-hmm. I've never, I could, they couldn't do the stuff Payne Haas does. No. Simple as that. Um, Chief early on. I'm just trying to get the other ones I would, would put in the top five. Lazarus. Um, in more recent times, no yeah, no one can do what Payne Us does and do it for as long as Payne Us does and keep doing it. And we said, we said we've been in the show, we're going to have 50 year next year. Um, 
we're waiting for his arms to fall off or his shoulders to pop out <laughs> or his legs to not yeah. work. The battery just to stop. Um, <laughs> Short circuit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's the machine. We're still waiting, but it keeps pumping. going, and and like yeah. he's far and away the best prop in the game. Uh, and might it probably is if he's not already the best prop I've ever seen. So, um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Can't say enough about him. Payne Carrigan, I fell in love, uh, Payne, Pat Carrigan fell in love with him at Magic Round last, last year. year yeah. And um, you just want to play when you see live, you just go, this bloke is a star. I think they played on the Friday and we didn't yeah. hear, didn't stop hearing about him for the next oh, six months. Just, <laughs> um, We're still talking the, about him today. The stuff he did, but there's just stuff live, like his cover stuff. He's, he does the stuff Yo does. He does all that stuff. Yep. Uh, I don't want to say better than you because it's disrespectful, but his his service is so clean as that linking player. He's um, being in the right spot at the Footwork's right time. Tremendous. His footwork in the line. It's just yep. he is outstanding. Uh, and and as we saw this, he gets moved on edge, and he's now the best. He was the best back rower in the game for about three weeks. For, yeah, for yeah, the best second rower in the game the for a couple row. of weeks as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad he got his chocolates in being named in the lock of the year and also the Australian team as yep. such. Uh, any thoughts on them? No, mate. That was everything you mentioned and more. Uh, they, those guys were brilliant. They they were the one-two punch through the middle of the field that you just saw week in, week out. Um, the Harrigan run, pass, Hass run, and then probably at the back end of the set, another one. They'd have another crack at it somewhere, whether it was um, trying to provide an offload or roaming a little bit wider to try and get through the centres and provide something for the outside men. Um yeah, Flegler for mine was probably the biggest improver in this team. Uh, went from, you know, as I said, a, a good front rower to one of the better ones in the game uh, by the end of this season. He's, uh, the impact he has with the ball and the way he, the, the lines he runs as a front rower are brilliant. Yep. Um, scored a couple of nice tries during the year. Cobbo for mine was one that I sort of tossed around between being a standout and a he's definitely a massive positive for this team. I think if they could just tidy his hands up a fraction, like it doesn't need to like wingers do make a lot of mistakes because they're always in, you know, always in contest for the ball, especially with tie balls kicked to corners and uh, you know, passes out in front of them to try and grab and put down in the corner. But um I think they could just probably tidy that up a fraction for him and it might um you know, he'd be in that, he's as close to a superstar as it is already. Mm. So you, you just tidy him up a little bit and he'd, he'd become that um, polished diamond. Uh, Walter's had a brilliant year. Uh, it's definitely a positive going forward. This is fantastic. On what given they do. We started this season half knocking him, yeah, I would suggest. We didn't think and said hooking, the season. We, yeah. we, and we said hooking would be their biggest concern. Yep. Outstanding. Uh, right. A clutch 40 20. Um, to get Brisbane going in that ga- uh, early in the game, actually. Yeah, biggest games. Early. He played his um, best games of the season as well. I can't think of too many defensive series. errors he had. And missed tackles, mm-hmm. what do you have? 50, uh, 57 out of 60. But it wasn't a noticeable thing. Uh, no, service, it was one or two and, games. And again, was, we raved about Wade Egan before, but his, his, his service close to the line was very, very good. He's good at bringing his forwards onto yep. the ball. Uh, Tristan Saylor, I think, is a very big positive, but mm-hmm. they've got to find a spot for him and what they actually where they want him to fill in to this position. Um, Jesse Arthur's the back end of the year was brilliant. He's um, he's pretty much now looking at being, you know, or probably be second pick because they'd be picking Cobo on a wing. But I, I don't think they look anywhere else for another winger now. What he put in at the back end of this year for the Brisbane team, um, Capewell was very good again. Uh, you know what you're getting week in week out. It's going to make a whole heap of tackles. He's good on an edge. He's got a you know, uh, big rangey physique so he can get those. Um, 
pop those offloads out and he's got a little short ball in his game as well and a grubber occasionally when it's needed. So thought he had a fantastic year and someone that they'll build on going forward. And um, the, quest, the question marks for mine is just, just what we mentioned in the review show too. Uh, it's the bench rotation. Every team in the comp's got issues around the bench rotation and what they do, except for probably the team that won the comp. And um, the Paliasia, while he had destructive games and was very good at different times, there was also games where he was pretty much non-existent. You can throw Pia Cora in there as well. Mm-hmm. What they do with Tyson Smoothie now, whether they're looking for another creative, a bit more create uh, creative spark out of their second replacement for Hooker or whether he stays there. He did have also very good games during the year and it's hard to really find negatives for these top two teams because they were just so brilliant. And Corey Jensen was very, very good times he played, but he drifted out of it and obviously on rotation. But there's people there. They're getting Fletcher Baker there. There'll be people watching this probably on YouTube if you've just tuned in for this clip. And Fleg was leaving. Well, we'll get to that soon. Screaming about Ezra Mann. What's your take on him? Oh, he was yeah. He he seemed to get better as the season went on. Uh, Reynolds seemed to relinquish a little bit of the uh, the attacking flair to him, uh, especially on that left edge. Plays a lot like a a back rower, yeah. really. Like he loves the physical stuff. Yeah. There's something about him, and you can just just see he really enjoys getting in mixing it up with some of the. Which big is a guys. fantastic point of difference when you look at a lot of sixes. Uh, that he just he's happy to just tuck the ball under and run, get in there and almost play. He's almost like a, a a hybrid of a back row and a winger. Like he just put tuck his wing and he'll go. He's happy to go and make a twenty meter dash out of dummy half or do something. And else. as a bloke with shorter stature, he's got a quite a good tackle technique as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we see we remember the pictures from last year with Nelson, Nelson yeah. and Charger bearing yeah. down on him, and. They went at him that game too. I know it was, this is last year, but yeah. he actually, you know, got bumped off a couple of times, but he never shirked it. And again, this year was targeted in defence every game that he played and yeah. came out most of them very and strong. Put people on their ass a few yeah, times. Picked as a couple well. of blokes up and dumped them on their backs. Got a very good, um, very good step. Nice little short kicking game. Uh, See, short kicking game is probably the highlight. Uh, good short ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in a team when you're with Anna Reynolds, it's hard to be more than that, I suppose, yeah. but... A step and run, um, yeah. There's probably expect him to maybe lift his running game a fraction more again on top of what he did this year next year and just improve that a fraction and um, maybe a little bit of his link play with the outside play, like that that uh, rainbow ball or the, the cutout pass. Is, yeah. You can see him just improve that side of his passing a little bit. He'll go from being a very good 5'8 to one of the best in the comp, I would yeah. imagine. Um, as for next year, as you were starting to allude to, they, they lose Flagland. Well, here's the thing. It's the old lose one to win one. Mm-hmm. And by all rights, Brisbane should be the one to lose one to win one because Penrith are losing cattle as well. But to <coughs> me, I am not gravely concerned because they're not, not going to fall off a cliff. But mm. Flagler's massive. Yeah. Herbie's massive. Like, yes. Bigger than I think people realise. Uh, and they're getting Fletcher Baker come in. Palisade is going to the Gold Coast, actually. Okay. Just looking at this. Yep. Uh, and the rest are going to be there or thereabouts. So they've got Jesse Arthur's up their sleeve. Uh, so either Cobbo, I think the plan is Cobbo end up in the centres. That's okay. what he yep. wants to. Same as he wanted to be a fullback a year ago. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, and 
Well, just quick, I just realised that we didn't really talk about Reese Walsh at all, but apart from making errors, but he was good at football and set up lots of tries. So I suppose that's it. Now, outstanding. Uh, in my opinion, should be the Australian fullback. People ain't like that, but I also don't care. Uh, just to um, go on about well, he's in rapid rate improvement from where he came at the Warriors. Like I know the Warriors were a different team last year. Yeah. And um, he did have a few involvements in a lot of their try scoring stuff, but it was only ever rainbow. It was, it was sort of like a year ago. He was sort of like Sam Walker, like his rainbow balls. Yep, chiming enough sweet plays, or running through a hole, or, or running through, or put him through, yeah. through a hole. But he was um, he improved three, four, five hundred percent on what yeah. he was putting out at the Warriors. Uh, he was he was a threat every time he touched the ball. Um, you could see defensive lines panic as soon as he started to yeah. get into the shape in the back line. Uh, some of the passes he threw for, for try assists for guys in the corner were um, tremendous. Like it, it, a couple of them were the rainbow balls that you mentioned, but there was a few that he threw just flat and hard and was hitting wingers and yeah. centers and putting them over untouched on the edges. Uh, the way that he um, he changed the way that they, they attacked yes. realistically. Um Reynolds did a lot of the direct stuff in and around the middle of the field, but as soon as it got sort of that one pass outside of the ruck play, it was the, everyone was looking for Walsh. Yeah. yeah. The scary thing about him, and we talked about how much about how he took <coughs> the error count and everything else, but all those, I would say out of the 50-odd errors, 30 of them were trying to put points. I was on. always trying to, but, yeah. Probably higher, actually, to be honest. Yeah. There might have been uh, a couple of, you know, bombs that he dropped here and there, but 70% of the time it was yeah, him trying, trying to put points, to on. Put points and, on the board. Yeah. In the, if it's not a year, if two years, if he keeps his uh, pace, he's either going to not be pushing those passes or he's going to be getting it right. He's going to his timing right. And that's even scarier because if you add, out of 70% of 50, if you add 40, well, the fact that if you had 40 more tries to his tally, it's pretty fucking The fact scary. that he never stopped trying it as well. It's like yeah. you never let it get to him. You just, and if, you okay, if you're Kevin, you're we'll telling have him. Have another crack. You should be, that's the first thing you tell him, mate, keep having a crack. And we've said it for, we've said it all season, well, I've said it all season. Um, that the day's going to come where all that stuff's going to come off and he's going to put on eight try assists in the game and it's going to be, everyone's going to be losing their minds. One of the best performances yeah. anyone's ever seen. Yeah. But even this year, he put out some of the better, some of the games he played this year were as good as anything you'd seen from anybody. Yeah. In Absolutely. recent memory, to be honest. So, so there was three or four performances that were just A grade, like as good as you've ever seen. Yeah. So, so in terms of next year, they, they've they've re-signed Carrigan. They've nailed him down for long term. I believe Ezra Mams agreed to terms on long term. Payne Haas, uh, another three years. They've re-signed Tristan Saylor for another year and Jesse Arthurs for another three. So he's obviously in their long-term plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Reese Walsh, she's on, uh, I think, came back on a four-year deal or something similar. So a big chunk of what we see is going to remain the same but as i said earlier when you take those couple of pegs out it, you know it, it's almost a level away but then i guess the other flip side of that argument is who else is found and going to find a level up next year so reynolds is another year older and um, and this is singer another year older for him does take knocks every sort of second or third game he's um you know, he's got, he goes and sits down for, for 10 or 15 well, it's minutes almost or... to the stage where he's he now plays quarterback he just either plays half a game yeah. or um, – and you run with Jock on the bench if that's where they're going. 
or Tristan Saylor, whoever it might be, as I said last week. Missed maybe. a few games at the end of last at the or end of the season. Or you just say to him, you're yeah. going to have a game off a month. We'll pick a game when you play some geeks. Yeah, well, I dare say that's off. what they'll be managing, trying, yeah. to, trying to manage. What do you play, see, 17 or something? The yeah. only issue there is, um, you know, you rest them too too much and then they lose a bit of that. They lose that yeah. edge and then come out and get injured the next game. Yeah. It really blows everything out, but... And he and uh, good credit because he had a fantastic year uh, and um, he doesn't go into dinner suit mode. Adam Reynolds, he does. He, he still still attack the line. Not if he's on the field, though. he will. He wants to be. How many times was he getting up limping around and say he'd, he'd have a run the next thing? Yeah, he's probably right. Um, whereas, and he could because he's got his. He good generally doesn't until they're in cruise control. Yeah, like when the when it's well well and truly won, you will see him back off and just sort of catch and pass mm. to the outside and kick. But um, most in of fairness, the time, is right. I just wanted to actually say, I can't think of too many players that do go dinner suit mode anymore. Nah. Um, Generally, else, until DC unless the game's far from dinner suit these yeah. days. Moses doesn't, you know, he's he's not dinner. Yeah, you know, obviously, back end of games and stuff. It's one thing, but mm. I don't want to feel like I'm saying there about that anyone else does do that because I don't think it happens too much. No, it doesn't. Um. Yeah. So, so next year, back to all that. What, what do you? What's your final takeaway from it? Oh, they'll be in, in and around it again. Um, top four, can they win a comp? Top four, yes. Um, yeah, they can win a comp. Absolutely, they can. Um, Going to rely on keeping this the, the forward pack healthy for the majority of the year because that's probably one of their biggest assets. And then, obviously, you're looking at the likes of um, Stags, Cobbo and Walsh as being this, the, you know, the head of the spear, the guys that are the ones that are creating a lot of opportunity and points out wide. So, um, yeah, it always relies on suspension and uh, fitness of a squad. But, yeah, no, I, I honestly think that they can challenge again and wouldn't surprise me if they're back here in the grand final again next year. Next year's also, I think, got to be the year they get Tristan Saylor up and going. Yeah, I think Where so. he's going to fit. What is he, 98? What's that? 20, 25. You know, he's now getting 25, 26. That's... Get, starting to get deep, not being a full-time first grader. And I think he's more than capable of it, um, just where they find him. And I know he missed a year or two for all the shit that went down, but yep. it's time if he's in the squad and never re-sign him, it's time to get him up and going and where it's 14, whether it's going to be the heir to the throne of Adam Reynolds or whether whatever it might be, whether it's Senna, whether it's come on and play back row for 20 minutes, he's, you know, time to get him up and going. You're going to get some more game time into him, 100%. Yeah. Well, you saw what he played but he's two or three games at fullback, and he was The reason we're even talking here we are talking about, here I am talking about, uh, sorry to say because I get down to put words in your mouth all the time, as I do. Um, but here we are talking about a bloke that what played four games a year, but he's exciting. Like, he, yeah. we want to see it. We want to see him come and go. And he's, he did it at St. George, too. Only ever really sort of got bit part roles at St. George, but did look like a quality footballer when he did get an opportunity, so. Do they run the Quinella again? It depends on who they get bring in to replace Flegler and Farnworth. I think they are, they are the two biggest questions of what happens there and um, and the way that they do structure their rotation on the bench because there was last year it was Mark uh, notable of whenever Carrigan and Hass left the field the, the forwards just completely dropped off. Didn't happen this year. Um, Couple of games it did, but um, the, there was suitable enough. Uh, but there was times we wrapped. We we went out of the way to wrap Corey Jensen. Wrap yes, Flegler, uh, Flegler, Paliasia, Paliasia, Piacura. Piacura. Um, uh, Ricky, Paliasia is now 
you know, moved on. Flegler's moved on. Uh, they're going to need to find... Yeah, Pikura needs to go to another level and they need to find someone to replace those two guys that have come out of that rotation. Didn't really talk well. about Jordan Ricky either, but he um, had, oh, good he had a very fantastic good year. Yeah. Uh, in, in, I don't say slightly better, but same mould as Jackson Ford, like a great hole runner, yep. physical, doesn't let you down defence too Maybe often. a fraction more athletic than yeah. Ford. Um, probably got a little and bit more. And more upside. A bit more upside. lateral movement and yeah. um, probably an, an offload that, you don't see that yeah. often out of Ford. Um, but, yeah, absolute athlete. Uh, does plenty of work. One or two questions around his um, defence when they get on his outside. But mm. you know, that's, that's pretty hard when you've got a bloke who's a lot faster than you're getting yeah, exactly. around on your outside shoulder. So, um, brilliant, brilliant line runner. Scored a few tries. Um, and, yeah, expect him to improve as well. And would probably step up into that top ten roles, you know, top yeah. ten back rowers in the comp. So. Mm-hmm. If he's not already there, he'd be pretty close. He's not far off. We get to the Premiers, the Penrith Panthers, uh, a tricky team to really say much interesting about. We can say lots of interesting about it, but we're not going to shed too much light that people don't even know. Three in a row, four grand finals in a row. Well, outstanding, eh? (laughs) Best coach team, um, most controlled uh, attacking team in the competition. Just go know exactly what they're doing every time the ball gets to any part of the field realistically they've just got a plan for they, every part they of the were field. better in attack this year yes and defense this year they were, they were a better team this year than last year with who they lost yep and we thought they would be massive losses and it comes with maturity as well but the trust they have probably not as explosive like they didn't no. tear teams to pieces no. but but even last year they were winning matter. games you by 2 and 4 points win. yeah. uh, and this year they're winning games by 12 and 14. And it's, um, yeah. yeah. 18 amazing. wins, six losses, 333 plus in the for and against. Average 27.4 points a game, which was first. Uh, average 12 points against. You're only letting in two tries, three at most, if the opposition can't kick their conversions. <laughs> like, you're going to win just about every game, which mm-hmm. they did. Um, first in completion rates of 83% for the season. Well down on um, penalties conceded, 15th. Handling errors, 14th. Ineffective tackles, 12th. Like, they just don't make mistakes. Errors, last in errors. Like, they made 8.8 errors a game. Uh, and then you throw in all this this other good stuff. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, pen, uh, sorry, what have we got here? Missed tackles, 11th. Another one that they're right down there on. Receipts. Uh, touch the ball more than anybody else in the game. 50 times, they t- on average, they touched the ball 50 more times than the team that ran second, which was Cronulla. <laughs> and then if you go, I went and had a look from second down to last, the difference was 34. So but that's, <laughs> but that's part of um, keeping possession. Of yeah, that's yeah, part just, of control. That's it right. just shows you the way that they dominate yeah. the control of a game of football. Eighth in line breaks, second in try assists. Um, dummy half runs, yeah, Kenny wasn't. Doing a lot of dummy half runs, but kick return meters first. Dylan Edwards does it, done it for what the last three years. I think he's been the leading run getter in the competition. Just flies back into the defensive line, <laughs> supports plays everywhere, just constantly making meters when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, first on possession, obviously, as we mentioned, third on tries. Cleary was the third uh, highest point scorer. 
Toto, 21 tries, was their leading try scorer. Um, Nathan gets a pretty pretty big run in most of these ones. But um, they're first in supports, which was Dylan Edwards, first in line engagements. So taking the ball into the line, I think they had Yo and Cleary both right in the top 10 for that. So they're constantly getting into the line and creating you know opportunities for guys, drawing in defence. It's just the way that they um, they shift the ball around and drag it to drag defences left, right and centre and then pull them apart. The more I think about it, and I started this last week, you know what I would be doing next year? I'd be setting up next year to have Moses and Cleary as the halves for New South Wales. Okay. And have Cleary at six. Yeah. Because he could be devastating at six. Yeah, well, when your Luai went out, you saw him play. Fuck Luai. No, you just no but I'm just saying, when you I saw Luai go out of this the team best, for Penrith, as I've said, Cogger came in when you, and um, Cleary started playing six. Correct. Imagine him doing that outside a, a Mitch Moses or a, a Ren, uh, yeah, Cherry Evans, or, Reynolds. Yeah. Well, Cherry Evans plays Queensland, but oh, yeah. just more New South Wales. Yeah, spec- okay. uh, from New South Wales spectrum. Yep. And there's no other New South Wales. Yeah, you know, Cody Walker is the, the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Um, Kick meters, Cleary was third in that. Like he just, and he played less games than most halves, I think, in the competition. So when he was on the field, he was as good as anybody. Um, run meters, Edwards was first. Brian Toto was fourth. Taruva was eighth. <laughs> you got three blokes inside the top ten for yeah. run meters. Uh, just absolutely killing it, bringing the ball back. The highest, um, they were fortieth with the mo- like for errors. Brian Toto made their most errors, and that was fortieth in the list <laughs> in the competition. So you know, it just shows you how controlled and how um, well drilled this side is. Yo gave away their most penalties, Taruva most handling errors, but um, they were well down the list ag- again. So Luai gave away the most set restarts in the competition with ten. Really? <laughs> yeah. I would have had so, money on a hooker for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, just ridiculous. Dylan Edwards is just around the ball every time there's a support player. He was first with that. Sorensen was sixth. Uh, they just It wasn't just one in the top ten. They generally had two and three blokes in the top ten for every positive attacking stat you could think of. So. Yeah. Um, dominance, dominance, dominance. Discipline, control. It's just... That's, that's the way it. they it's, went through it. And it's been, it has been a calling card of Ivan Cleary... The whole way through, even back, yeah, the even, Warriors, the, even when he was at the Tigers, and it, the Warriors, that, that, they changed that, their culture there for a couple that, of years. That, too. Um, three weeks he was there <laughs> uh, when he backed up the bus. He was and, on the bus, uh, for jumped out the front window. Yep. Uh, it was there. That was what they drilled into him, and it, it it sticks. Obviously, sticks, and they're happy to work hard. They have to be the fittest team. Happy to be. Well, as we say, they drag you into the deep water. They don't panic yeah. when they get behind either. No. Like we've always said the way you got to beat them is get it well out in front and then pressure and pressure and pressure. Yeah. Still doesn't seem to make too many. Yeah. Like where the Souths got out in front of them in the grand final and they just drew them back in and put them away. Done and part of that is confidence and faith year. in your own team. When yeah, you look 100%. at the great... When you look at... Um, Let's say it's when you look across the dressing room and you see old mate putting his boots on or you look to your right. left or your right and you go, like oh, he's not going to miss a tackle. It doesn't matter. Oh, 203 Steve Waugh cricket team. Even if you feel five for 40 or fucking Gillies That's in, all right. it's all right. It'll be sweet. <laughs> Gilly and Tugger out there. They'll put on 200. Oh, yeah. we still won by innings. Oh, we need um, we need six wickets. They only need 100. That's, That's all right. right. Pigeon. Warney will get them yeah, all. Pigeon will get them. Warm up. That's all right. 
Yes, you like. Oh, Casper will get a couple. Gillespie might get a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You just, you just um, <laughs> like there's a sense of inevitability sometimes, and I think. And let's say we, we we're only talking park sport level. We've played in teams like that. We just go, well, that's right. We'll be yeah, right. It doesn't matter. We'll be fine. Yeah. And <laughs> I think they play like that. They just go, okay, if we remain calm, you know, you know, ten minute, five minutes is a long time in rugby league. Even if we put a bad ten minutes together, it's fine. Get back together, boys. Get it, get yeah. our heads on, and we'll fucking win this. Don't yeah. worry about it. And more often than not, they do. <laughs> Look, we, we end up wrapping the whole team here, so I don't want to spend yeah, heaps on it. Yeah, hundred percent. You can go through your your. Positives and standouts. <laughs> oh, well, back end of the season for Luai was very good. Um, his attacking, his involvement in the attack at the back end of mm-hmm. the year before he got injured was fantastic. Clearly, speaks for himself. Best best half back in the game at the moment. Um, all, Sean Johnson gave him a fair run for his money this year, but um, when <laughs> when it's clutch time and you need to go, yeah. I'm pretty sure you want Cleary uh, in your number seven jersey. Um, Lenu had a fantastic year. He just He's going to be a loss for him. It's uh, and a big, a good pickup for the Roosters. Something that they need a bit of aggression and yeah. that impact running through the middle of the field. Um, Martin was, I thought, a standout for the majority the, of the year. He's, the best thing that happened to him all was all getting injured in Origin <laughs> because Martin freshened up, Cleary freshened up. Yeah. Lua came back from a, uh, and then got injured again, but came back from the rest. Yo uh, never really got a rest, but had a little bit of a freshen through yeah. a couple of weeks there. And but those first four I mentioned were phenomenal this back in this season. Yeah, and the other one I want to mention Fish, Leota, Toto. Stephen Crichton. <laughs> Crichton. Stephen Crichton. This was Stephen Crichton's best year of rugby. Like he yeah, so. is now a superstar. Yeah. Genuine superstar. It'd be interesting if we if he brings it to Canterbury next year. And if he's like say if he goes there as a fullback, which I assume that's what he's signed for, mm-hmm. um, what he brings, but um he's got this weird sense he's uh, Stephen Crichton. He's got this weird sense of um, calmness yep. in madness at times. Like he'll be – like even in the grand final. Two of the – well, he scored the try of the grand final, but these two left grubbers, grubbers yep. were pin, pinpoint perfect and probably won in the game. If you broke, take, if you just take before that, Crichton he broke of, a couple of tackles as well and yeah, made some good meters. If you take Stephen Crichton out of that game, they don't win that game. Probably not, no. Uh, and you go back to last year, he, he, he's – Takes that clip intercepts. That intercepts. Yeah. Uh, he's done. He's done it for New South Wales. He's done, um, and and won me over as an Origin level player this year because he was great when he came in. He was yeah. he wasn't that great when he got the cop last year, but yeah, his positioning he's, he's and air, understanding uh, of there's play. Not many, yeah. There's not many better in the air. Yep. Um, he's you know, he's fast enough to burn anyone if he makes that intercept. He's great palm footwork. Um, got palm. Um. Great combinations. Even when they moved him the other side of the field, he never panicked. It doesn't seem to he matter just, who he's playing um, outside of he, or inside of. Yeah, he is a great, great, great player. And um, just want to mention him because I think yeah, it's a, I think it's it, people won't look at it this way, but it's a breakout year from him. And basically, the starting pack, like Kenny, yeah. had a very good year. Not quite well, up there one, as a standout, but he, he went, was um, good. He came in here and we were like, "Ah, oh, he's going to have three six <laughs> weeks." And um, Sonny Luke could be Sonny Luke in, yeah. you know, running the show. And his service improved week after – in the first week. The first month, it was awful. It was awful. And don't forget, was, yeah. we were half penning Penrith after a month. Although they're fine. but they're um, And they realised what had to improve, and they all improved. They all improved. Mitch Kenny's – and his defence is fantastic. Defence is Trojan, man. He's fucking great. And, and hurts when he hits. He's, yeah. 
But um, then you, you go to the next blokes, and they're all standouts. Both the yeah. front rowers, Leota, Fisher-Harris, standouts this year. Liam Martin, Sorensen has to be considered a standout, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought he was brilliant for big parts yeah. of the year in that line that he'd run off Luai out there, causing all sorts of problems, setting up tries, scoring and tries. And that footwork once he gets in that, once he hits the line. If he's not quite right, he can... And offload. I think can... he was their leading offloader or yeah. down here somewhere. Um, and then you throw Yo on the back of that. Like, <laughs> that's a fucking pretty impressive start yeah. forward pack. Uh, Lin you off the bench. But Cleary yeah, the, led the offloads with 35. Okay. Sorensen, 31. Luai, 22. Yeah, 31. Fish, 17. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Another stat for Cleary. Just, just throwing offloads left, right and centre as a halfback. Why not? <laughs> but he's probably the strongest running halfback in a game as well. Yeah. Like, he takes defenders with him when he decides to run. Yes. And does have the strength to obviously stand in so tackles I mean, he and throw offloads. As, he could easily play as a six. A 13, um, if he wanted to. If he wanted to play as a <laughs> Which is what we saw from Freddie. He's a good older. Yeah. He said, I'll just stand in the middle of the field instead and yeah. be all right. And his defence is as good. He's the best, he's probably the, on the defense, way to being best defensive the closest halfback. to Brad Fittler I can think of. Like, I can't think of a – there's not a halfback that tackles better than him, is there? Not in this game, no. No. Um, not for years. I can't remember one for a long time. But, yeah. Mitch Pearce – yeah, he's pretty best. good. Joey was good. Joey was good defender, but yeah, they're yeah, the most recent I can think of. Hundred um, percent. Positives, Kenny. Obviously Jackson Hastings improved markedly. Clearly, better than Hastings, but Jackson Hastings would be the next, I'd say. Um, yeah, Ke- Mitch Kenny had a very, very good, strong year defensively. Worked his ass off. Smith, Hoskins, both big positives going forward. I think they've got a lot to um, improve on, even though how good they were this year. Uh, just just with experience, that'll come. Yeah. A bit more game time. I thought Peachy had a fantastic year. He did. When he was called on to play, he did a, did a very good role and um, actually looked like uh, a, a pretty good attacking threat at different times well, with some footwork. He he's on the edge there in the centre. Bumping he blokes off. He's loving it. Yeah. Uh, throw in Taruva, another one who improved out of sight. And um, Cogger, he only played four or five whatever games, but... I don't think he missed a beat every time he no, came in. He was in. fantastic. Yeah. And, and that yeah. has to be true. When you, when you list those names, it has to be tribute to the Penrith system. system. Yeah, the coaching. Penrith system. And to bottom. you look at this now, you've got to actually say, so Gus is gone, Webster's gone. It was all Sorrello, apparently. <laughs> you've got to give credit to It just stacks up more you've to, got to give credit, like, yeah. What else can you say? The proof's in the pudding. Two of his assistant – and the other one they used to say about Bennett is he used to create coaches. And I think a lot of it comes from the player. It's very player-driven as well. Well, yeah. and, and, and and maybe there's an element of um, they all came through together and they've known Ivan since they were 10 years old. So you look at he's, he's your man. He's like, you can see, I can see a couple of players in this team that do a lot of coaching on the field as well. Hmm. The likes of Edwards and Cleary. And, Cleary um, does. He clears first pick-up. Yo does it as well. Yo does first it as well. Yeah, so. Um, so, so, but... The other thing they used to say about Wayne is he was a coach maker, and Bellingham was a coach maker. With um, you look, Wayne had um, all those, uh, all of them come through. Bellamy recently had O'Brien. Well, those three that we just mentioned, I'd be very surprised if they don't end up as coaches. Well, but I mean, even Cleary's now just had Seraldo and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Webster come out of their system and be hired as first grade coaches. Yep, it's um, you know you've got to give credit to it. Got to give credit. Not a lot of question marks you can really <laughs> throw into this Penrith side. Garner was one. Cogger ended up playing 13 games, by the way. Who did? Cogger. But yeah, right. the back end, there was, would have been six when no, off a bench, when either way back or. 
Um, Garner was a question mark, obviously. Uh, whether he stays in this squad going forward, I'm not sure. I don't think um, rid of him. Salmon's leaving, obviously, So uh, and so's Lenu and Crichton. So that, that's probably the only real question mark you have, what they do, how they replace these guys that are that are moving on to another club. Yeah, but the other thing they do, and they've done well, Dane Laurie's coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, Alamotti's coming in. Schneider. Riley Price and Schneider coming in. Yeah. But what they've now reached a point, the Bellamy point, where clearly you'll just go, well, I know I'll get the best out of them. I'll just pick him. Just go, him and the f- go and find mm. someone with a little bit of something. Alamotti. Could, we thought he was going to be a superstar a year ago. Yeah. Bulldogs couldn't get rid of him fast enough. So just go, we'll bring him in. We'll, we'll find out. He's going to work hard. He's either going to sook around or he's going to be a first-grade yep. centre. 100%. Uh, and Dane Laurie's there to just cover the halves. So that's, that's fine. And same as Schneider. So, so they're going to the, run around. The your salmon they're going to run around for reserve grade all year and that's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah, the... the, the Starting centre spot with Crichton going is a, is a question mark, and the that bench. I I don't know if there's many players that have the same sort of impact as Spencer Lenny no, coming off a and bench. He, so. he, I can't say he won him lots of games, but he would have won him a couple. A change game. We got him himself. up and going. Anyway. Change games, yeah. and that's a hard thing to find. Yeah. It's not Lindsay Smith doesn't do it. And the biggest or the biggest question mark of them all, is Sonny Luke. Now, what yeah. happens with him? And I'd be actually looks pretty good, but. I think, and I think they have a bit of a higher opinion of Summerton now that we'll see him start in front of, uh, on the bench. In front of Sonny Luke. Before yeah. Sonny Luke, sooner rather than later. But yeah, can't can't ask too many questions of a team that's won three out of the last no. four comps, can you? Do they, um... Should have been four. Should have that's true. Yeah. Do they, um... Do they win the comp next year? They go very fucking close. Um, <laughs> yeah, did yes, yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> well, they've they've just stapled Pappy's legs back on, so he might they might be a danger next year. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest, the, the only real. I don't think they there's can afford a, too many more. There's more coming. <laughs> got a there's more coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the only real thing that worries me is the hole that's left by Crichton as in the starting side. And I think so. Lenny is. I think they are both as big a losses as Flegler and Herbie. Yeah, because he's as he's, good yeah, as... They're, like, they're, they're, they're straight for straight How often do you see Crichton get beaten? No, you don't. In defence. Like, and does Penrith can happen. get stripped. Penrith so. <laughs> got stripped a few times on an edge by Melbourne. They couldn't capitalise. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it, but... And he's got X Factor as well in attack, so... yes. It's gonna. They're gonna need to find someone who's solid defensively and does offer something in attack as well. And you know, well, there's they're, not they're rel- huge amounts of those types of centers running around. I don't, I don't, I don't think he starts around, there, but, but they're obviously banking Alan Motto having something up the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Uh is probably a bit small to go into a center. They're obviously two O's, two O. But we don't know a lot about these. Um, your McLean's in your... There's a million Penrith Your McLean's in your uh, <laughs> other winger that scored a low try. Like, there's, there's blokes. They'd have blokes. Yeah, I'm not of course they would. Yeah. Um, but I, I do believe that... Uh, it's still going to take someone a good 12 months to... To come right. Fill into a role And the thing is, no, no one's sitting there ready occupying. to pounce outside these top two and there's knocks to both top two. Uh, and that's what I can't come up with just yet. So, uh, you know, if I don't think they, no, I think they are installed favourites, and rightfully so. 
I think you're, you're going to see a team next year probably improve four or five spots. I and think, be I think someone so, someone's coming from nowhere, but problems. I don't know what it is yet. But, like, I, yeah. I don't think it's new. I think Roosters will. Mm-hmm. If Roosters getting it right, I think they'll be better for the run with cheese. They, they'll have a bit of a bit of feel, lay of the land. You're not really going to know until a bit of this merry-go-round goes happens. And a lot can know? change. Yeah. Players, uh, play, two or three really good signings can change a team completely. A hundred percent. But on paper right now, like your Parasalves, once just out of the eight aren't going to be it. It's going to no. be it's either going to be someone from the bottom, like we've seen from Cowboys, or I can't see Canberra going up. Like no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's even going to be like a Cowboys or Warriors out of nowhere. So almost like a well, it's not Dragons either. So it's almost like a Tigers or Bulldogs, not the top four or anything like that. But someone's going to springboard five or six spots. Sharks fix their bullshit. Sharks that they keep fucking if up. they can find some defenders. Yeah. But outside of that, like. It is what it is. The pool's not deep. No, it's and, not. Um, yeah, two people have stolen all the pool Dolphins noodles. have got a couple of, <laughs> couple going in there. Better for the road. They need, young, they need young Fords. Yeah. They need right. young Fords, as I said. But anyway, interesting. Well, I guess, I suppose we'll do it all again for another year, will we? I'd say so. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> yeah, <let> us <laughs> Tell us in the comments. We will uh, leave some feedback. Do you want to listen to this shit again we will, for another um, year? Analyze all of it, but we may as well go and have another beer and fuck off. Yep. Uh, we this obviously, if you're watching this show, leave us some. We want bold predictions now. Let's have some fun next week. This Friday night. If you think we got something wrong in the reviews of the top four, yeah, top eight, us. anything, let us know. Give us your opinion. Yeah. And I like the people aren't shying coming forward, so come and do that. It uh, it gives us something to talk about. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back with a bold prediction show. The show itself uh, will be up in audio form. I'm hoping. Saturday morning. Okay. Video form. Depends how many we have after the fact. But, um, <laughs> video form. I thought you were going to say Monday. but <laughs> Call it Monday for good grace. Uh, and otherwise, check out uh, all our socials. Check out RugbyMerch.com. And we'll, we'll uh, talk to you soon. See you guys. Good night.